Plastic Planet. Plastic Planet, Part 3, Taking Back the Gulf, Chapter 9, The Solution. Men and nature must work hand in hand. The throwing out of balance of the resources of nature throws out of balance also the lives of men. Franklin D. Roosevelt Rom and Pick were in the lookout station. Pick was gazing out over the horizon while Rom reviewed data on his personal drive, muttering questions to himself. What happens when an area is clear and we leave? Does the poison come back? What prevents the gas from returning in Mother's Keeper's absence? The questions were not directed at Pick, but did elicit his response. The Mother's Keeper's powers and protection are a temporary fix. The Keeper's supernatural powers to protect humans from the poison gas and restore to life to the planet expires in one year. The long-term solution lies with restoration of important organisms that break down and digest plastic known as plastivores. Plastivores were common until 10 years ago before being killed off by overuse of pesticide and fungicide. Mother's Keepers must restore life to the following plastivores. Honeybees, waxworms, mealworms, idionola, cicalensis, a bacteria, and pitase, an enzyme. Rain and soil must restore plastivores to the earth, then enlist the help of the people to spread them throughout the lands. The plastivores will not consume all the plastic, nor is it necessary. The enzymes that are cultivated by the plastivores will create a chemical reaction that stops the poison. Pick fell silent, sitting quietly, staring over the horizon. Ram, caught off guard by Pick's answer, took a moment to absorb the message before replying, Pick, how do you know this? The shaman comes to me in my dreams, filling my mind with important messages. My spirit voice lets me know when the time is right to deliver the messages. Pick met Ram's gaze with the innocence of a child. <clears throat> is there anything else you know but are not telling us? Yes, Ram, but I cannot speak of it right now. It's not time. Pick replied, meeting Ram's gaze with stern resolve before continuing his 11-year-old boy emerging. Hey, do we have anything to snack on? I'm starving. Ram produced a pack of dried raisins, a rice cake, and poured some water into a metal cup. Thanks, Ram. Pick said while devouring the snacks. Rom decided not to push too hard for information, believing that supernatural forces were working to guide the hand of fate. Pick, would you mind walking with me to go talk to Rain and Soul? Rom asked. Pick shrugged his shoulders, saying, Sure, before standing to follow Rom to the camping area. They found Rain and Soul at the campsite, sitting together closely, with knees touching and roasting conversation focused on one another. Rom and Pick approached unnoticed, prompting Rom to clear his throat loudly. <coughs> they looked up startled like two guilty teenagers caught kissing by their parents. Hey, what are you two doing? Rom asked loudly, enjoying making them squirm. Uh, just talking. Rain muttered with so echoing, yeah, just talking. Their eyes averted and faces flushed with embarrassment. Rom laughed. <laughs> Relax, you two. I don't care what you do in your free time, as long as it's not interfering with our mission.
I apologize for the late notice, but I need you both to be standing ready to deploy. I just received information from Pick that helps define our mission. Rom brought them both up to speed, explaining that plastivores must be restored to the planet within one year. We will hit the ground running once we form a game plan. I'll brief the rest of the team tomorrow. Once the mission begins, there will be a lot of ground to cover. I am reaching out to an old friend who is a pilot to see about requisitioning a hoverplane to transport the team during our mission. Hoverplanes drew on the same technology as hovercraft but were larger with enhanced aeronautics and features more suited for long-range travel. The cost put hoverplanes out of range for the average citizens but were commonly used to transport the masses and cargo across long distances. Rain and Soul went to prepare for the trip while Rom reached out to his old friend, Dangerous Dan. Chapter 9, Meet the People The people have the power. All we have to do is awaken the power of the people. John Lennon At Ron's request, Pick broadcast a message to Coastalman residents using the ancient spirit language. The content of the message was an image of Bob Halpier infused with a request for residents to gather there the following morning for a meeting. Rom, Stu, Star, Moon, and Pick were preparing to depart to go to Bob Halpier to meet whomever responded to the message, with Rain and Soul staying back to keep watch at Fort Fish Pass. Rain was waving her arms frantically from the lookout station, holding up her finger to request the team wait. She scurried down from the lookout tower, jogging over to meet them, her face flushed with excitement. I noticed activity to the south, so I sent a flock of seagulls to Bob Hall Pier to investigate. The beach at Bob Hall Pier is packed for two miles in both directions, with people in hovercraft backing up onto the access roads. Pick, your message was well received. It seems you have the unwavering support of the community. Rain's aura was energized by the report, with spiritual energy radiating from her inner being. The spiritual connection amongst the team was strengthening. Rom quietly digested the information. He expected Pick's message to be well received, but underestimated the magnitude of Pick's supernatural power. The creators of the universe surpass human understanding. Without their divine guidance, we would surely perish. Please, join me for a moment of silence to give thanks and express gratitude. The team fell silent, connected. After a few moments, Rom broke the silence. It's time. The five Mother's Keepers loaded into the hovercraft to hover down the beach toward Bob Hall Pier, staying just above the water's surface. People were pecked onto the beach, beginning at the south jetty of the Peckery Channel, with the crowd growing dense as they approached the pier. Rom estimated the turnout to exceed 50,000 people. Rom hovered up the ramp of the pier, setting down at the pedestrian entrance. The team emerged, walking halfway out onto the pier before turning to face the people, prompting the crowd to fall silent. Pick stood out front, head bowed, with the other four keepers flanking him, before leveling his gaze lifting and lifting his head, stretching his arms to the sky. A powerful white aura radiated from his spirit being, surrounding the team. Pick began transmitting, connected to the people using the ancient spirit language that every human is cluttered with at birth. Message 1. Hope is alive. The earth will be healed and natural order restored to the planet. Join us to help. 
a visual image of the earth delivered with optimism and hope for humankind. Message two, together we will heal the planet. Together we will create a cleaner world. Together we will right injustice. Visions of humankind working together to clean the planet and restore natural order delivered in the spirit of good stewardship. Third message, practicing good stewardship Conserving resources and practicing personal responsibility are paramount to continued existence of the human species, delivered with a sense of social responsibility. Fourth message. Return to your homes. Proactively clean up the planet to restore natural order to the world. Stay receptive to spiritual messages. Stand ready to help. Delivered with a sense of community engagement. The air was alive with energy, the crowd sharing a collective vision of a healthy planet with a spirit of stewardship growing and community engagement getting stronger. Messages of support and affirmation from the community were pouring in. We're with you. We're grateful. We want help. We want to restore natural order to the world. We want to help heal the planet. The unspoken messages continued for another 20 minutes before the crowd dispersed to return to their homes, the spirit of the community alive. Restored confidence led to order being restored to the community with local government reopened, staffed with conscientious leaders. Rom was cautiously optimistic, understanding that change rarely came without struggle. Chapter 11, Dangerous Dan Only by living at the edge of death can you understand the indescribable joy of life. Shogun Dangerous Dan Donovan loved living on the edge. During his 20 years with the Marine Corps, Dangerous Dan completed six tours of duty in faraway destinations, being sent to battle many times. Dan landed in the heather plane on the beach adjacent to the North Fish Pass jetty, hovering slowly up the beach, powering down just outside of Mother's Keeper's campsite, before getting out to survey the site with gas masks securely in place. Rom greeted him with a, ha with a firm handshake. Dan, my old friend, it's good to see you. You may remove your gas mask now. This area is free of poison gas. Dan cautiously moved his mask. Cautiously holding his breath, taking a small breath to test the air before breaking into a broad smile and gulping in the salty air with enthusiasm. Outstanding! I have not taken a breath outdoors in four years! This is nothing short of miraculous! Dangerous Dan snapped to attention, raising a hand in salute, a symbol of honor to the mother's keepers. Dan, I can't begin to express how much we appreciate your help. Our mission's success will free the planet from poison plastic gas and restore natural order to the earth. Rom smiled warmly at his old friend, grateful for his service. Dangerous Dan took a moment to process Rom's statement before smiling broadly. I am honored to be a part of your team and for the opportunity to take part in saving humankind. I would have been here yesterday, but the hover plane needed some routine maintenance. Dan... 
Are there any mechanical issues with this vessel? I don't want my team traveling in a vessel that is not safe. Rom met Dan's gaze with a fatherly stare. Dangerous Dan recoiled at the remark, seemingly offended. My hoverplane is in tip-top shape. I would not risk the team's safety with a vessel that was not up to standards. Rom circled the hoverplane, visually scanning for any mechanical issues. Dangerous Dan was known for living recklessly, thriving on adrenaline. During the course of his career, he survived an airplane crash, being lost at sea on a raft for 62 days, and being rescued from a Himalayan mountaintop after a hang gliding incident. Danger had broken nearly every bone in his body, was shot twice, and stabbed three times, miraculously making a full recovery each time. It would not be out of character for Dangerous Dan to attempt a trip in a vessel that was not up to par. Rom dismissed his fears, having faith that the powers of the universe were guiding the hand of fate. Besides, Dangerous Dan was Mother's Keeper's only option.